hello, hello. You found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. <laughs> Today, we don't know what we're going to talk about, so we're just going to talk. One thing that we will discuss, or I will discuss, is the Sondheim 90th birthday gala that was on YouTube on Broadway.com. Right as we were speaking last week, it was happening behind our backs, those bastards. Which I don't understand because that Leading Ladies of Broadway was on the whole time on Broadway.com. Oh, right. So I guess the Sondheim thing started about an hour after it was supposed to. It started think, around nine. I think it started around six, our time, nine their time. So anyway, I was thrilled when I got the link from you because I thought that it had not happened. Yeah, I did too. I thought it just went poof and that was that. So he got to have a nice birthday present. So that's good. Yes, it's very nice. I'm going to give my miniature critique because I don't want to spoil it for you. The thing is, there are a number of musicals of his that I haven't seen. I have not seen Assassins. Oh, right. I haven't seen Passion. I have never seen Sunday in the Park with George. Oh. I know, which I have to see. Now this has convinced me that I have to see it. There is a video version. I've seen it. It's on one of the streaming channels. I'll, I'll try to track it down. It's a tape of the staged version. I know I've seen it, so I will find it. And I think so. Oh, okay. I would love to see it. Oh, it's yeah. such a brilliant show. And even though I'm not familiar with many of the songs, mm-hmm. they sang a number of the songs, and right. I thought, now this is something I really must see. Oh, yeah. It was one of my favorites. Yeah, I know. I know you loved it so much. Yeah. I have never to this day, and I think I'm going to watch it tonight after we say adieu, I've never seen Into the Woods. Oh, that's another one. Both of them, it's so funny, because they're both with James Lapine, you know, saw him beard off. He said farewell to Hal Prince. I don't know if that was on purpose intended, but anyway, he started working with James Lapine as the director and even and writer, I think, also books. And both of those shows have weird second acts. Like, they both have these great first acts, and you're done, and you're like, whoa, this is amazing. I can't wait to come back from intermission. And then you come back, and they really veer in a whole different direction in act two. And it's kind of a theatrical adventure because they go very interior. They become psychological studies in Act Two. Both Sunday in the Park with George both and... Both of them do it, yeah. They okay. both go into this kind of introverted look at what the characters had gone through in the first act. And it takes a real leap of faith, I think, to stay with Act Two and not feel a little bit like it's dragging. Okay. But the songs, nevertheless, remain brilliant all the way through. In the film of Into the Woods, I heard a number I, of people say, just watch the first act and forget about the thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, the film followed it pretty faithfully. And one of the better songs, I thought, was Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein. I guess they're very good friends. Ben Platt was the lead, the Tony winner of Dear Evan Hansen. He's got an amazing voice. And Beanie Feldstein, who is Jonah Hill's sister, did a duet with Ben Platt. And I forget what the name of the song is, oh. but it was so wonderful. She said, you've changed. Yes, uh, it's called It Takes Two. It's a yes. beautiful song. Oh, yeah. they did such a great job with it. What I found was, if I didn't know this song. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't feel like there was a sort of intimacy with a singer, like Sutton Foster really belted that song. And it didn't give me a feeling like I was watching an intimate performance. There won't be trumpets? Yeah. There was a lot of that. And Mm -hmm. that threw me out of it. Yeah. That's the Broadway, that's the the downside of the Broadway performance style. Letterman used to always make fun of it, you know. And I'm such a fan of musical theater. I love all that stuff. But there's a certain... I'll go out on a limb here. There's a certain phoniness to that technique. You know, it's so over the top. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I love musicals. You know me. That's my whole thing. I know. 
I know. But there is this thing, I think the reason I loved them as a kid and it stayed with me is that there is an almost pathological cheerfulness to Broadway chorus people on stage. Yeah, and true. they're so lit up that it's infectious and I just loved it as a kid and I still like it. It was only once I got into a show that I found out that they're not really like that at all. <laughs> Because you were one of them. Because I was one of them. <laughs> Everybody's backstabbing and unhappy about this and unhappy about that. But yeah, there is that over-the-top presentation to that yes. performance style yeah. that could be a little bit much. There were certain people like, I think you're going to love someone in a tree from oh, Pacific Overtures. Yeah. There's, um, I forgot about that. It's not even a duet. It's a quartet. They didn't bring back Getty Watanabe to sing it? They didn't. They oh, didn't. I'm going to watch it anyway. You know what's interesting is none of the famous people who've made those songs famous came back. Oh, so they I, should have. I think Mandy Potemkin sang a song from Sunday in the Park okay. with George, I think. Well, Some of the Jake Gyllenhaal was in it, right? Yes. Yeah, he must have done something from that. He did a duet, and it's, it's probably called Move On. Move On, yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and the woman who played it, I think her name is Annalie Ashford. She's a wonderful actress. She's a Broadway star, and she was just fantastic. The, the duets were very convincing. I'm not sure how they aligned the cameras or how they did that. And the thing that you will really appreciate is the thing that you described with Bolero, with the- French Oh yes, where they stitch it all together. They do the same thing with the introduction to Merrily We Roll Along. That oh, is cool. That's oh, now I'm, now I'm inspired to watch. I think you'll love it. You know what I have forgotten are all the, there's all these snippets of his lyrics that since I first discovered him in high school, he has been like a healer for me. He says these things in his songs, his characters say them, yeah. that sometimes can make you feel so understood and so yeah. much less pathologically fucked up than you thought you were because yeah, yeah. other people have yeah. felt it too. And then he puts words to it. In Move On, she says, I chose and my life was shaken. So what? Right. The, the choice may have been mistaken. The choosing was not. That's yeah. like, oh, then you don't yeah. have to regret any of your choices after you hear that. She And she sings it so beautifully, too. Mm. There were a number of people who were famous, like Victor Garber. He gave a tribute to Sondheim, but he didn't sing anything. And there okay. were a number of people like Jason Alexander. Oh, right. And a number who were famous from his Broadway shows who didn't right. sing. But right. somebody, and I wish I could remember who it was, said the thing about Sondheim was that he gave us words to feelings that we didn't know we had. That's it. I yeah. said yeah, that's me. <laughs> well, somebody stole your line. Somebody did, and it's okay. Part of the worldwide fellowship of Sondheim people. <laughs> and it's quite the fellowship. Oh, you know who I loved? Donna Murphy sang Send in the Clowns. Oh, and she wow. did it perfectly. She didn't do the Broadway version of it. She did a very interior version. And I know it's a huge theatrical piece. She did it very beautifully and in a, in a different way than I'm sure it's done oh. on Broadway. I think you'll love The Ladies Who Lunch because it's so different than Elaine Stritch. Does Baranski it, do it? It's Baranski, Meryl Streep, and Audrey McDonald. Oh, and they do it together? They do separate verses, but then they come together at certain times. Oh, time. I got to see that. Are they all holding martini glasses? They are. Oh, at one point, Meryl Streep is about to pour some, and she looks mm -hmm. at the glass, she goes, glug, 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 glug. She just drinks it straight out of the bottle. Oh, I thought her. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Overall, I would say, I wish I'd known more of the songs. I wish I'd known more of the shows that the songs were in. Like there was Children in Art. That's the, from Sunday in the Park, uh-huh. Very hard to get into that song, I felt. Yeah, yeah, that's from that weird act too that I was telling you about. Oh, okay, that makes sense then.
they had one little boy who was drawing and singing. He must have been five years old. And oh, he wow. was singing, finishing the hat. Oh. And his mother or father had just filmed him doing it. And then later, as, a, as an older boy, he talks about the charity for artists that the entire thing was. Oh, uh, right. Uh, right. Oh, but well. this boy is drawing and he's drawing and he's saying these, you know, the words are not easy. Right. And he finally picks up, he goes, Look, I made a hat. Where there never was a hat. And he he just got it so beautifully that when Michael, I think his name is Severus? Yeah, he did one of the company revivals. That's what I thought. So he sings Finishing the Hat, and it's not as good as a little boy. I mean, it's really good, yeah. but it's not as wondrous as this little boy doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. And being just so simple about it. Oh, so, boy. Okay, I will watch it. I just have to finish The Missing, my dark brooding. <laughs> oh, that's the competition. I have to finish my dark brooding psychological thriller. Oh, hasn't the coronavirus, not the virus itself, but the environment, uh -huh. made you feel like your brain is kind of like a, a colander, like things just drip right through it? I haven't had that experience mm. yet, and I can't tell you why. But I'm not working. You're working. Oh, so yeah. you have a lot of things that drain your mental energies, and I don't have that. I really wow. do what I want. I'm not right. asked to keep track of anything that is right, like right. what you have to do. Oh, maybe that's it. Anyway. Because you mentioned that last week, and I, oh. I think it takes a little more energy for me to do everything that I do. Yeah. Not that my memory is better or worse, but that each thing I do takes more thought and forethought. Yeah. So there's that. There we go. And how has your week been? Well, it's been okay. I've been busy with work, even though it's at home, it's a lot, but I'm nearly caught up with that. And I've been enjoying my shows with Shaky Cario, the French actor who stars in all of my mysteries that I've been watching. Baptiste? Yeah, Baptiste and The Missing. Oh, they're so good. I signed up for <laughs> HBO was on sale. You could get 12 months for $12 a month instead of the normal 15 a month. You get HBO now, but they're launching something new called HBO Max. What is oh, it? I don't really know what it is, except that one of my favorite shows called Search Party, it's a very young show. I mean, it's a bunch of late 20-somethings. It's just a crazy show, but it moved from Turner. It's going to premiere on HBO Max. So okay. I'm all excited about that. Now, I got a free week of HBO because I wanted to watch something. What was it? Oh, Bad Education. Oh, I saw the little tile for that. It sounded kind of interesting. It is interesting. It's Hugh Jackman. And, and Allison Janney. Allison and Jenny, how can yeah. you go wrong? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's a school scandal, and it's a very interesting take on local politics. School board politics, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's very fun. entertaining. I would suggest that you watch it. I was very tempted. I almost pushed the button, but then I, of course, yeah. I had to go back to my to go back to stories. Yeah. I was going to talk about what I did this week, but now I can't remember what I did this <laughs> week. <laughs> Let's see. I'm sure it will come to you. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I am guilty of that. Yeah. Catherine is in LA. Oh, right. She's actually going to go and get a coronavirus test tomorrow, and we'll see if she can stay with me after that. Is that a policy you instituted, or? Well, I think we just all decided. Just agreed. That, yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. And we weren't sure what the test situation was. There seemed to be a text that was sent out. She got it. I got it. Mm -hmm. That if you want a test, even if you don't have symptoms, you can get a test. Los Angeles. We're the first major city in the country to have testing for anyone who wants one. I um, love Marcetti. I'm, I'm a big fan of his now. Well, I have had a homemaking spiritual awakening, a home economics spiritual awakening. I have learned to make some pretty damn good coffee. While oh, this 
while this pandemic's been going on. With your French press? I bought a new French press. Yes. And I ordered some coffee called Primo's, although I'm going to try some different coffees next week. I'm going to keep experimenting. It took a few trial and error sessions, but I've got the grind coarseness right. I don't have my grinder yet. I ordered it ground already. But anyway, I'm making some awesome coffee in the morning. It's just great. And so... So happy for you. I'm very excited about it. There's no shame in not having a grinder. <laughs> I gave up on having a grinder. I got so disgusted with my grinder. I'd get it ground at Trader Joe's. That's what I do. Yeah. All right. You mentioned that. Yeah. Where did you get your coffee from? I bought it online. They're based in Texas, which I have issues about Texas, but Texas is turning blue slowly, gradually. So I decided I will purchase products from Texas. <laughs> and it comes from some farm in, uh, I think, Nicaragua or Central America somewhere. And then what I have coming next week is from a company in Brooklyn called Stone Brew. I bought a sampler. So one's Ethiopian and one is Sumatran and oh. one is a blend called Brooklyn Blend. And so I'll be trying those out in the coming week or so. You'll become a connoisseur of coffee. I'm really enjoying it. It's just so yeah, much fun. That's great. I really have gone from being obsessed with it to being a very basic person. I have mm -hmm. something that's just a basic coffee maker and I buy basic coffee and get right. a basic grind. From well, that's what the good coffee people do though. I mean, in Europe, they have a little stovetop, little pot. You turn on the gas and you make it and they don't make a big deal out of it, but they buy good coffee. Everyone has pretty damn good coffee in their homes. Precisely. I don't know that I have anything else to talk about. <laughs> I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm doing okay. I have a lot of Zoom meetings. I have been on my bicycle. I cleaned up my apartment. That's one thing that I did. I did my spring cleaning and that was very therapeutic. I vacuumed the living room today. <laughs> that was my large accomplishment. Was that traumatic? <laughs> no, it was wonderful. I've been putting it off forever. And I have to say, I vacuumed up stuff that my former home hygiene expert, Vicky, Vicky did not do. So I'm feeling very smug that I'm doing a much better job than she did. But I did. I vacuumed. And I decided my house is falling into a little bit of, what's that word, entropy? Is that it? When things yeah, kind of yeah, stop yeah. moving. <laughs> so um, well, they start yeah. falling apart. Yeah. yeah. Housekeeping's never been my strong suit, but I've decided to try to do a room every day or every couple of days. So today's living room day. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I vacuumed and I'm going to shine up the coffee table and the living room will look good and I will sleep well. And you will feel better. Are you planning on replacing Vicky at any time in the future? I I think at some point I really should, but I figure I should wait till we're out of coronavirus lockdown. Yes. It's not possible to have somebody come into your home anymore. That's and right. I guess unless you're not there, which is not an option anymore. But I wasn't sure whether you were having a fit of pique about Vicky or whether maybe you were feeling like you were independent and didn't need anybody anymore. No, you know what? I, the reason I need a housekeeper is because it's the motivation to pick up before they come in to do their work. That's oh. really why I need one. I mean, it's nice that they clean and the, the tub looks shiny and all that stuff is great. But what the real value of it for me is someone's going to be coming in and therefore I must put things away. And oh. if I don't have that incentive, things get a little cluttery around here. Not terrible, but bad enough uh -huh. that, yeah, it's a mood issue. So I have to tend to it. It's a mood issue. I get it. I mean, it, it affects my mood if things are a little bit out of whack. I'm the same way. I'm very neat. I don't like doing my floors. Mm -hmm. I don't like mopping my floors. That right. is not something I enjoy. But everything is in the right place. 
Mm-hmm. It's just dust does tend to filter down and, and become a problem after a while. Yeah. So I have to dust. There is so much soot that comes in my windows because I'm so close to 6th Street. It's this black soot that comes in that oh my God. I beat it back as much as I can, but yeah. really a problem. And that, unfortunately, is, I think the same particulates that end up in your lungs are the things that come in through my windows. So something to think about. Anyway, the weather's been good. The air? The weather. Have you been enjoying the weather? weather? Yeah, I did my 10,000 steps today. Oh, yay. Around six o'clock. I I did them just before you and I hooked up tonight. And yeah, it was perfect walking weather. I couldn't believe it. It was cool and clean and it was just awesome. Yeah, that's great. great. Where did you go? I did a loop. I went north. I went on cold water to Magnolia and turned left and came up Fulton. But I devised a circuit that's circular that is exactly what I need to do my 10,000 steps. So it's nice now. No more guesswork. I can just go out and do that walk. Yeah. So you have fireworks every time you pass here? Yeah, my watch goes into firework mode and I get to have a sense of accomplishment. And I think that's one of the nice things about this quarantine period is small, simple pleasures suddenly have taken on a greater meaning. It's just that we're more inclined to really appreciate them because there's nothing else to distract. It's true. It is the little things in life. There is a way to create distraction, but it's much more difficult than... Yeah. I mean, when you can come home and the biggest accomplishment of your day is you walk 10,000 steps and feel like you really got something done, that's a nice thing. I think it's a great accomplishment. I applaud you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I said I was going to try five days a week. That's not happening. But two or three days a week, you know, is good for a starter. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I really do. I, if I could walk more with more, I would join you in a competition. But Oh, yeah. But Have you been biking? Yeah, I went with Donna Marie today. We went around the old neighborhood. That was really great. I mean, the weather was just insanely wonderful. But I oh, haven't, yes. The other thing is, one of the professors where I work gave us all masks. She came back from China with a bunch of masks. So now instead of my bandana kerchief, I have an actual surgical mask. And they too make walking much better because they stay put and they're uh-huh. thinner than the bandana. Yeah. So they feel less oppressive and they don't wiggle around. You know, I don't have to retie them every 10 minutes or so. So that's also oh, that's up to cool. my walking game a little bit. That's I feel cool. more... Are they the kind that have flaps? Uh, they're, they're blue and they have kind yeah. of like a little accordion kind of... Yeah. Like, they pull out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I figured the secret for me anyway is you put the top laces over your ears and that way they stay put. And so it's, it's very- Where would you put them otherwise? Well, I, <laughs> my first attempt, I put the ties under my ears and then, it, oh. <laughs> but tried to keep the mask up and I was having a hard time. Oh, <laughs> no, I think ears are the natural places. Ears are very <laughs> useful in a pandemic. Did I send you that one or it was on Instagram so you wouldn't have seen it, but it's Vincent Van Gogh with the mask. So you oh, right. see on the side and it just says fuck. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. I was just about to make a Van Gogh joke. So someone beat me to it. Yes. Uh, they they knew what I was feeling and put words to it before I even knew. <laughs> for the second time in one podcast. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for us. That's it. Yes. Thank you, Boomers, for finding us again. And we will chat with you in a week. Stay safe. See you soon. Bye. Bye.